As I walked down to Chatham Street, a fair maid I did meet. She asked me to see her home, she looked and blinked straight to me away. Santi, my dear Annie, oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka? The Long Haul Podcast, America's Irish Voice. Interviews with inspiring immigrants, renowned Irish personalities, and discussions on all things Irish America. Presented by Michael Dorgan and Johnny Kennedy. Scully, they're moving and it's McCaffrey. McCaffrey drills it home. In this episode, we interview five-time All-Ireland football winner with Dublin, Jack McCaffrey. Jack delves into his career not only as one of Ireland's top sports stars, but also his career as a medical professional in Kilkenny. We take a look back on Dublin's historic five in a row in 2019, potential rule changes, and get Jack's thoughts on his goals for the future. Keep up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to the podcast, and we appreciate all feedback, so please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. But we begin this episode by asking Jack about his career as a doctor. Yeah, so I'm working as a doctor in St. Luke's Hospital in Kilkenny at the moment, and um, I'm kind of on a basic training scheme to be a paediatrician, so would have qualified from college in 2018 and um, for the next little while you kind of work and as you're working you do professional exams and yeah at the end of it all hopefully be working as a as a paediatric doctor somewhere so you're 26 now so how long are you how long are you studying for that so it's a little bit convoluted 26 now yeah um, you have to do three exams I, I've one of them done already I've one coming up this month and then the exams will finish but you, you kind of do about 10 years of professional work before you would be applying for a consultancy job now you're you're obviously you're out working and earning money and and all that you're learning on the job as opposed to it's not like being in college again but um but that's kind of the the general time for anyone so just to get back you're here in the long haul so just fill us in on what you're doing in new york this week <laughs> very little actually it's uh, it's been a really nice few days we were uh, playing up in Oma the other day and I hurt my hamstring and I had a week off for study leave at home so came over here for a few days and I've been just buzzing around a few cafes getting a bit of work done it's the first time I've been in New York a couple of times I mentioned it to Johnny earlier that it's usually been kind of the inside of every Irish bar in the town as opposed to actually any sightseeing so it's been nice to take it handy and get up early in the morning and go up to uh, the West Village and just kind of mosey around so it's, it's cool, cool you say up you to it so you're staying with um, your buddy down in what's it called Fidei is that what he likes to call it Fidei Fidei yeah, yeah. He, he only mentions that about three times and I, as in Luke Kelly so you went to school with Luke or college with Luke in UCD right and then he heads over here yeah yeah um, he loves a mention he didn't <laughs> ask us to mention him or anything like that so you know? Luke Kelly uh, New York uh, footballer from time to time <laughs> from time to time most He's definitely from time to time injury prone and yeah. has other issues but he uh, yeah now Luke and I would be good pals from college um, he upped sticks and moved over here a couple of years ago so it's great for us to kind of have a, a a contact here and then he recently got an Got a few things in order on this side yeah. of the water so he can pop home more yeah, regularly. He's home for Christmas, which is good crack. Um, and we give him a good bit of stick, but it, it's always nice to pop over and say hello. Absolutely. So just give us a quick update on your injury. You came on last Sunday and you went off again. Yeah, I literally haven't got it looked at yet. It was only two or three days ago. It was just a small little uh, pull of my hamstring. I'm sure it'll be fine. I kind of am doing these semi-regularly at this point, which is a bit... <laughs> of a bad habit but uh, yeah hopefully that'll be the injury out of the way for the year and get that sorted and be okay you're getting a bit older and smarter now you're going to peak at the right time is it is that what it's uh, getting older anyway I don't know I feel like I'm going the other way uh, in terms of smarter but uh, yeah look it's a long old year and I suppose conditions weren't great when I did it and hopefully now when the sun starts shining we're not having Mm. storms every other weekend I can I can survive a season. So it didn't happen in the tunnel anyway, just in case anyone's thinking that at home. Because <laughs> I know we'd be, like, we'd be in trouble if we didn't ask that, but it didn't happen at all. Jack, when you were mentioned there about being a doctor and wherever that takes you and all, do you see yourself being a doctor anywhere outside of Ireland? At any point, would it be something you'd like to... Yeah, um, don't think I'd ever... I'd ever oh, jeez, we're getting a mention. Did we just the, get a mention there from the trivia? the trivia quiz downstairs. We're trying to do a quiz here simultaneously. Did you? Podcast. Yeah. Um, they definitely don't call out all the teams, so we must be in one of the... 
and the but that was our team was it yeah our team. yeah Jack's team. <laughs> our team <laughs> Sorry, you were asking me about... Oh, yeah, so in medicine, there'd be a very big kind of culture of doing things called fellowships or traveling abroad and working for a couple of years to see how other systems work, kind of pick up the positive things and, and then hopefully bring it back to mm. Ireland. Right. Long term, I love Ireland. I love Dublin. I can't really see myself living anywhere else, but I definitely would love to spend a bit of time in um, probably Canada or maybe New Zealand for a year or two. Now, that's a bit down the line. But yeah. Yeah, definitely something I'd, I'd consider. So, Eddie, sorry, goes... And you were saying, are lads encouraged to do that, to bring back the experiences? Because obviously you hear the drama a lot of time, oh, we have a lot of doctors and nurses and even school teachers and all, they're in like Dubai and they're in all these places. Mm. Are a lot of them there because of conditions or is it, it's actually part of their training? And yeah. Obviously it's just your opinion, but... Um, so there's kind of two separate things, like the people who go very early, um, so when you finish in medical school, you have to do, you have to work as an intern for a year to be registered with the Irish Medical Council, so everyone does that. And then a lot of people go straight away to Australia. I'd say a solid 75% of my friends from college would have up sticks and gone to Oz. And that, that's more so for a lifestyle. Like at yeah. that point in your career, it's not that you're learning anything particularly. You know, you're still quite junior, but as you progress through your career and you're kind of moving towards being a consultant maybe, then it, it, most people would either kind of take a bit of a break and do research at home or travel and, and kind of pick up new things from around in Ireland we'd have a very good reputation and lots of people come to Ireland as well to kind of work in our health system and it's just there's a lot of cross-pollination in medicine from different countries which is great it keeps everyone kind of up to speed and um, drives things along nicely Mm. is that what you did in 2016 when you took a year out no (laughs) no I just I just took a summer off and or well I took summer off football and went off and did a an elective which you do in college just a, a placement you're, you're kind of just observing things as opposed to hands on that was down in Zambia and uh, just travelled around for a bit like, I was only away the lads my friends gave me an awful stick because there was a like the, I think the, the angle on it was that I'd taken a year off and gone and lived in Africa for a year so I was away for like 12 weeks um, and other than that I just <laughs> was sitting in coppers <laughs> for the rest of the year so it uh, most of the people in Ireland when they leave for 12 weeks to come back with a full blown accent anyway so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's was, a long uh, that's class is a long time yeah it's a big trip and your parents are involved in the medical profession yeah yeah um, so my mum is trained as a GP she works in the addiction services um so kind of primarily with the methadone programs and uh, with homeless services in Dublin. And then dad is um, working in sports medicine. And his, his big thing at the moment is an um, exercise program for people, people with chronic medical conditions. Um, and it's going quite well. He's, he's kind of fundraising for that at the moment. He, he's going off and trying to grow that. So uh, he loves it. He, he, he's fairly obsessive about it. But... Uh, the two of them do kind of very they're obviously both doctors but they don't neither of them would work in kind of traditional or sorry traditional is the wrong word typical doctor jobs so uh, different perspective on things so of course your dad Noel played with with, with Dublin uh, tell us about would, obviously a big influence in your career yeah yeah his kind of inter-county football days would have finished before I arrived well maybe when I was a little baby he, he would have still been playing a bit but um he was involved at the end of the 80s, started in the 90s, and then would have obviously been very kind of hands-on with us in terms of a Clontarf and then development squads at Dublin and right up the way. So he, uh, yeah, he was a big part of my kind of GA career and obviously a big part of my life in general. So that's he, he, he's a good guy to have around the house. Mm. Did your brother go into medicine as well, Jack? <coughs> yeah. One of your brothers, you? Yeah, so I'm, four years in I'm the eldest, yeah. Mm. And Sarah comes after me. She did psychology and French. And then Connor comes next. He's in his final year in Trinity doing politics. And then Niall is the youngest, and he's doing medicine over in UCD now. So. No um, loser, no. Can we just get a loser in the family? <laughs> I, 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 I can loser, mix it up. Yeah, like, yeah. Sure. yeah. Jesus Christ, like, you know, I'm one of six, like, we have to have a loser. And go, Jeez, you need to just give a bit of balance in it. Everyone's enjoying themselves. Yeah, the that's moment, good. So. Yeah, you all seem to get on pretty good. I met you with your brothers one night and all. That's nice to have that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're, they're, everyone's doing well, kind of comfortable in their own skins that's at the moment. That's good. So. That's great. So tell us how, the, um, how studying and your job ties in with playing football and, you know, a typical week, I suppose. In the <sighs> yeah, it's, it's hard because the... the typical week doesn't really exist so much and um, 
so I've obviously I've been working now for 18 months and playing football for that kind of time period and it, it was fine I've been down in Kilkenny since January and um, like it's only an hour outside double hour and 15 minutes and that's not a problem and you know training is fine but when you kind of move so so sorry this will take a little while but when I was working in Temple Street there were 12 people doing kind of a similar role to me and so you, you do on-call shifts which are 24-hour shifts so I'd be doing those 1 in 12 1 in 11 1 in 12 whereas down in Kilkenny there are six of us and there's usually some annual leave so you, you end up kind of doing one or maybe two 24-hour shifts a week so the issue isn't really doing your job it's just you can't be in two places at once obviously so it's long hours there's a lot of hours involved in the job down in Kilkenny at the minute Um, so I've kind of been in fairness Desi has been very understanding and I've done a bit of training down there myself but I've I've struggled a bit to kind of square those two circles I haven't featured much on the football side of things at all this year but hopefully it's something I've tried to front load as much of my work as possible to to clear it up towards the kind of start of the summer so hopefully that'll so you do, plan out. Are you doing a lot of night shifts so and would yeah. you have done night shifts in the past playing football or is it is this new? N- no, not new, yeah, I would have done so when I was an intern the way we did it was a week of nights and then since I've started as a an SHO on this pediatric job, it's um it's twenty four hour call, which is c- kinda how the pediatric uh, side of things works. Um and then you've the following day off, so it's it's you know, it's highly variable. You can have five hours sleep, you can have zero hours sleep, but I suppose the fact of the matter is you have you have to be there in the hospital anyway so it, it's not to a certain degree it's irrelevant how busy you are because you're there and you, you can't be at training um, but you know you can work it out as well like you, you have the day off the following day if you, if you kind of swap shifts and by and large I've had very understanding colleagues who've been very helpful as well so um, everybody working in medicine has something outside medicine that they're kind of trying to work around be that a family at home or whatever hobby they're involved in um, so we try and look after each other and yeah. kind of help each other out. But even at that, I worked nights myself for a couple of years when I played football and you could do a couple of nights and you'd have a good day's rest and you're grand again. You have a day off and then you're going training and next thing all of a sudden, it's like I used to hit a wall. So yeah, it's party clock. Yeah, you're just kind of... Yeah, so Obviously it doesn't seem to affect you too much, but the... Well, uh, you are right because it's... Um, I actually found when it was a week of nights like that you, your body adjusted a bit and you, you were fine but these 24-hour calls uh, I saw somebody I, I don't know if it was a tweet or someone said it to me today and like there's a comment that like you get used to you get used to doing call like this and what that really means is you get used to feeling like shit the whole time yeah. um, and you just kind of think it's normal but um, it, it, it can be quite difficult and in the past I've had to say I, I can't train today like I haven't slept in 36 hours and if I go out there I'm just like and in fairness I suppose we're lucky the kind of days of being just a macho guy and going out and training no matter what's going on are gone a bit and things are very oriented towards sports science and injury prevention and that so if you if you flag look I'm I'm running on fumes here then there's no problem people say right go home get yourself sorted and you're not under massive pressure to get in training I've just I've been lucky to work with kind of teams that are very understanding but that kind of like not a, what if you're just we say hypothetically a guy that's on the fringes mm. is struggling to get in yeah so that's, that's the, the flip side of things yeah, well, yeah. and yeah. obviously you've been very fortunate with you know Jim and the lads and they, they would have been understanding of your situation and everything and obviously now with Desi yeah. but you've heard other things of player welfare and stuff like that that's up to the individual to come along and say listen I'm running on fumes here yeah so you yeah. have to you have to be kind of confident enough and yeah. like you know if I the bigger picture like, if, if you're saying I'm not going to train and look this doesn't happen frequently at all it might sure. have happened two or three times only but you know if you're saying I can't train tonight that's given someone else the opportunity to sure, and yeah. play well so you have to kind of be backing yourself that I have confidence that when I do go out I'll, I'll um, you know be able to play well and get into the team and you are right it would be completely different if I I was very lucky to get involved with a Dublin setup at the age of 19 and kind of throughout college it was obviously a match made in heaven being a student and a and an intercounty footballer is great, um, but it would it would certainly be a bit more challenging if I was trying to break into a panel now and had all this going on. It's kind of hard to see how I'd how I'd make it work. Because that, that that happened to you between the replay, between the final, the original final and the replay. 
Yeah. Were you caught up between work and training or something? Like there was, yeah. I know the media like to make a point, oh, Jack McCarthy didn't train this week and stuff like this or something. Uh, or no, they trying to come out after. Um, no, I know you were very excited about the replay, like a lot of lads. <laughs> it's that whole, the best laid plans. Like I've, I've my life sorted to a T and then you draw a game. And I, I remember, I think we were chatting about this yesterday. I, th- yeah. I think it was David Moore and I would shake my hand after the game. And I was like, no no I think there's extra time no it's a replay I yeah. was just like oh no and <laughs> that's the replay we need a replay. that's right because <laughs> David actually told us that story even as well where he was saying it to you and you were like to him or to Tommy and go Jesus this is the worst but I was like what's he talking about and he's like replay like this is the worst uh, I thought that I thought that they changed the rule and I think they had that all other games finish on the day but mm. not finals anyway um, I just missed one session yeah we had a clinic that ran late in Temp Street and uh um, yeah, I, I missed the training session. But again, yeah. like you know, when you're in that kind of between two All Ireland finals, trainings aren't you're going out and kicking the ball for sure. half an hour. Like there's, there's not it, a whole. It's nearly a meetup or yeah. something, isn't it? So I was there. I, I made it just as the session was finishing, and yeah, exactly. You're more so there to kind of yeah. be together as a group as opposed to actually do anything. So would you like to see them end on the day? As a player, oh, yeah. or even for everybody, because yeah, because even logistically for me, and this sounds like a real like first world problem, like. <laughs> As you were running down that tunnel, I was actually booking a flight, you know, at Crow Park to come back from it. And an hour later, I was even sitting in the bar, and the energy, and I'm going on like I played here. Now, but I do think it's harder on fans personally flying home. You've got to go to Coppers on Friday night, you've got to go to Saturday night, you go to game on Sunday. But I remember even booking that and thinking, I was like, this is, this, like, yeah. when you were in them games against Mayo a few years ago, like, there was all these reports of lads flying home from New Zealand, these Mayo people and all. And when that game went to a draw, like... yeah. It, you are the real victim in this situation, Johnny. Yeah, terrible. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> but I definitely would like to look anything that would make the season last a little bit less long. I'd yeah, be, um, I'd be all for. I don't think it's ever going to happen. No, not, I don't think n- it will. Not either. for the semi year and final. There's too much. There's a lot of money involved. You know. Yeah, yeah but like work. Is there not a lot of money involved in the World Cup final? You know. I think I think yeah. the replay in GA has been. Co- it's like it's almost part. <laughs> Obviously yeah, it's like it's just. Yeah, we'd love to know statistically. Like, I think every person in the book. It's great for referees. <laughs> but every person walks into a, not every, but there's always people in the bookies. You always meet the fellow. Don't I? Oh, I had the draw nine to one, eleven yeah. to one. You always meet them type of thing. But I remember even I think it was Tomas even said he remembers when they drew at Galway in two thousand or something like that. And he said it's nearly a toss up. Would you nearly have rather lost? And he says obviously the answer is no. But the immediate feel like that you had after that draw was just so like. Annoying. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand completely what you mean, and obviously yeah. yes. Like we won the All Ireland two weeks later, and sure, wouldn't change it for the world. But in that exact moment, you're like, oh my god, you it's just not needed over. something. Like everything you've you've parked a lot of things in the lead up to a final. You've you've gone out and played, and um, like how do you walk back into work and the whole, how do you walk back into work and look at that guy that you you promised him all them favors that had ended? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you've you've really you've burned some bridges at that point, but it, uh, it 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 is kind of like we have to keep going. But yeah, look, then when you when you take a step back and realize what you sure. achieved at the end of it, then absolutely, you obviously are glad that you got the second chance. T- tell us, looking back on it now, obviously there's a euphoria winning any All-Ireland but it was special what you did and you were on that buzz for a couple of weeks or a couple of months and now it's a new season do you, do you look back on it any differently now that time has passed or do you you are kind of focused on this season now but at the same time you, you're always going to reminisce and like when you're sitting on a bus or cycling into work whatever you're, you know you, you'll think back fondly yeah. on it and so it's not something like I spend every hour of the day yeah. kind of thinking back on but it's uh, I don't know a lot of a lot of very fond memories of the of the games and the the week that followed them, probably more so. Yeah, where it didn't you were over in New York then shortly after? Were you? Was that no? No, I was Jack two years ago. I was over here. The, Some of the lads, lads were here. Like a lot of the lads be over here, yeah, quite yeah. regularly. Um, GA lads in general, actually, November in New York is actually yeah, it's really great time for all all teams, all counties, whether it be hurling or football. You did. Yeah. November seems to be a good time for come to New York. Nobody, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I was chatting to Declan Hannon actually this year. He yeah. was over. He was in here, and right. um, he was saying half of Dublin was here. Like mm. it, it's just, you know, it's a great city. No matter where you're from in Ireland, like you, you'll have kind of fellow county men over here somewhere. So you, uh, it, it's a quick enough hop. Flights aren't crazy anymore, um, and it's yeah. it's just a nice place to come over. There's to a great love here as well. We've had this obviously in numerous sort of podcasts before. Where there's that love for the GEA, like where the lad, it's his connection to home, and also no matter what county they're from. They're really buzzing. Yeah. I seen that with the hurling here that year. Them four, when the four teams played out in City Field, 
and people are just buzzing just to go to it. Yeah. Even and it's not it wasn't even a game of hurling. I personally I don't think it's I don't get it, but I think it is great the way to do it. So even lads here in November, they get such a buzz out bumping into players. You don't like I'm only here eighteen months, but you when you're here you realise how much passion there is here for the GA at home. It's unreal. And like from live, living at home all my life you just you don't really it doesn't kind of fathom with you you just, you just take New York is a far it, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a place far away and yeah. and you have the president of the GA now so yes and uh, yeah, yeah yeah, and we haven't told him but uh, only, too, only, right? only for Larry we actually would not be sitting here today that's right oh, yeah. So, yeah. you guys met yeah I remember you yeah Michael was interviewing Larry here one night and that's when I was like going do you ever think about doing a podcast yeah I've often thought about that conversation. I should have changed. Or something else. <laughs> you must have had a great week after the All Ireland, obviously uh, c- celebrations last yeah, year. Yeah, it was it was great. Um, again, like I, I did the week booked off after the drawn game, and then had to try and swing leave after the replay, and managed to get the kind of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, and the game was on a Saturday, so we had a, a good few days at it. Yeah, they, they, look. I've been incredibly lucky to get to celebrate a couple of All-Irelands at this point and that week is just incredible. Everyone, you're just in, on cloud nine for the whole the whole kind of seven days and, you know, for the rest of the year, really. Mm. After that drawn game, did you really, was there any doubt in your mind that you were going to finish the job in the replay? Um, no, not really. No, I, I think after that drawn game, there was a real sense of, like lads were nearly happy to have the replay because a lot of lads wouldn't have been happy with how they played and we felt we hadn't done ourselves justice so you know we, we kind of always had the attitude that if we get ourselves right and perform to our ability and if someone beats us fair play to them but we, we won't like you know fans I'm sure were getting caught in the conversation of which, which team had more room to improve and you know we wouldn't have done that we would have just said we didn't play as well as we can let's go out and play as well as we can and see whatever way to kind of the dice fall then um, and unfortunately it was it was enough when that final whistle went who did you who came first to you or do you remember the, the moments after the final whistle um, I was on the bench and the final whistle went I couldn't tell you who I, who I bumped into first to be honest but it's, it's just a, a, it's, it's, it's class because you you kind of just into it, you, you, you turn around and you just bump into somebody straight away and you're kind of hugging and it's all these like small little individual meetings it's not a it's not a group celebration per se out on the pitch and um, that's fantastic everyone has their own kind of narrative you'd have had lads who had years that were kind of ravaged with injuries you'd have had lads who in their personal lives would have had sick relatives and stuff and you know it just meant so much to everybody for their own individual reasons and it was uh, it's just it goes by in a blur that kind of celebrating on the field was there no pre all Ireland people were you were saying obviously that there wasn't extra pressure but what did you feel in it, like the weight of history on your show um, I, on I, the horizon I genuinely don't think so no um, I've spoken about it before that we you know we're all kind of have a bit of cop on we knew it was uh, out there and it was a narrative and what we would have done was spoken about it before um, the, the kind of towards the start of the season but you know at, the, at this point I know you were kind of comment a bit focusing on the next game and all but like when, when I look back on all those kind of things uh, that's not really a, a feature e- each year is on its own merits and if we were fortunate enough to, to manage to win this year it would be as special as any other I think so um, that's kind of priority number one in 2016 you missed the whole season didn't you so yeah. do you, how does that how does that fit into the five in a row with you on a personal <laughs> level yeah um, you're saying they could have done like, it without him, Mike? No, I'm saying like there's five <laughs> in a row. There's a five in a row, and so do you say I won five in a row, or what's the? <laughs> well, I suppose that it's an. Interesting I don't know. Some point. people, some people would would brush it off, or I just wanted to know your own. Yeah, um, I, I haven't really thought about it too much, but it probably does touch on the fact that you know each of those years, the team would have been slightly different in in certain ways. So when you do talk about that achievement, it's it's not really like. You know, it, it was it was five individual years, and uh, for me, uh, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, as I said, it wasn't something that motivated me particularly. So, well, I'm glad to hear that because I would <laughs> I, I wouldn't have liked to <laughs> have that. Like, if you had that in the back of your mind that mm. you missed one year, but, but you were, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> glad I went to New York for that. You're only going for five in a row this year, Jack. But that's what I even heard Brian Howard when he's interviewed once, and it is like, and I know they like you hear the other teams, and like as Brian Howard said, he says, "Well, I want to win my five 
and he's, mm. that's what drives him on you know and different things like that so I suppose but I would have only saying that because from playing football myself down through the years when I was on the bench for a county final or something I really didn't consider that like uh, that I won a medal you know unless I was at, like it's I think that's a Cork thing is it but Roy Keane didn't win the Champions League in 99 like he played every minute of every game that got him to the final mm. and he's yeah, but some people are different. Yeah. That's no, what I, I understand. That's what I mean. Like, no, I, and I would be kind of... I, 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 I kind of agree with you in, in, in that sense. I would be a bit the same, but I think that's been harsh on yourself as well. Like, <laughs> you played a part now. Your medal's okay, man. Just bring it in. That's hang it up in here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the... I, I don't know. Um, I suppose every... There's only 15 people can be on the pitch playing at, at any one time, and mm. there's a lot more than that that goes into it. So... Uh, I suppose each individual looks at themselves. I, I don't overthink these things. I kind of just mm. go with the flow. But on, this, at, 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 on the flip side, at the same time, I thought it was very admirable the way Bernard Brogan this year celebrated as if he he was part of yeah. it for the last couple of years, even though he didn't really feature. You know, it was like he was celebrating with kids and last year as if he was very much part of like you're yeah. you're a tight knit group and yeah. you were all doing like undoubtedly he played a big role in, yeah, in other games yeah, and yeah. you know being there and when he's in the dressing room I've no doubt about it that he was pushing fellas on but it was great to just see him celebrating as as an equal on, 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 yeah. on the team yeah um, no, absolutely well deserved yeah look it is the nature of the whole thing is it's a it's a big panel and excuse me you're not going to get everybody out playing, but yeah, like that is the, mm. the contributions everybody makes is uh, is pretty invaluable. Jack, where were you when you heard about Jim, or had you any inkling? I know we, we were at a meeting. These are all together. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. yeah, we just had a, a, a he we, we had a meeting and he just told us. So that's yeah. kind of um, I from my personal side, um, looking back at it now, he was in great form when he was in New York, as he always has been. Mm. But this time he was really like different level like and I'd said that to Shep or something like after he found out he retired he just had a ball this time he was yeah. here he just seemed like really like it was nearly like a weight off his shoulders not that it was the five in a row but like to do achieve what he has achieved as a manager it was great to see you guys so relaxed here having a great time like really enjoyed himself yeah I don't know when he would have made his decision and all that kind of stuff but yeah um, he, he would have just told us and quickly enough we kind of moved on like similar to players who retire yeah. you know it's you kind of have your couple of drinks and reminisce and shoot the breeze and then it's for those of us that are still left there you kind of have to get back to work and I think that's what everybody would have would have wanted anyway so has there been many changes in the transition to Desi that I, I haven't been around in a while to be honest I've, I've been uh, down in Kenny doing a bit but um, I, I, I don't know enough um, I, I kind of have a bit of catching up to do on, on that front how long are you going to be in Kilkenny for in total, Jack? Till July. Till July? Yeah. yeah. Um, How are you liking it? There? It's a good city, isn't it? It's great. Yeah, I know you're working, yeah. you're not socialising a lot, I'm <laughs> sure, but it is a great city. Yeah, no, there's some really nice restaurants, and the people down there are lovely. They strange fascination with hurling, but, you know, yeah. can't... Is it a fascination with hurling, or actually a total dislike for football? It's a combination <laughs> of both, isn't it? from Colombia, yeah. I've often, like, we hear over the years, and you get the American asking you about where to go in Ireland, and I'm always amazed that Kilkenny is not, like was yeah, never really on good. that radar it's just a fabulous city it's great history in it yeah. like you can see it so Part much when you walk Ireland's, around Ireland's ancient east now is how yeah. marking it that's um, it but it is it's class one of my housemates actually took a break in college and, and worked as a, a paddy wagon kind of tour guide no. so he's a little walking source of information on everything so whenever you're kind of going through the city he's pointing out spots it's a ah, it's cool it's a cool city what's the um, what's the off season like via Jack do you do any different type of sports or um, not particularly to be honest there's so obviously you finish up we finished up with the club I can tell you on the 19th of October this year because it's my <laughs> birthday um, and good month to have it yeah um, it, and then you only really have two or three months I suppose well two months really um, I would have played a bit of five-side soccer with the lads I, there's not really time to like pick up a, a different sport I, I'd love to play um, kind of 11 aside soccer with the lads the odd time but I, I'm busy with work and did you play it when you were younger a lot of soccer yeah I would have played uh, not crazy amounts but until I was about what was it 11 or 12 maybe when the, the soccer moved from it was either the GA or the soccer in Dublin moved from Saturday to the Sunday anyway, they started clashing and I went with the football um, 
So, I uh, well, was a decent soccer player, not particularly skillful, just kind of ran up and down. I basically did what I do. A winner against me. And then in you rugby, do a lot I played on the speed. wing. Well. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, pretty one-dimensional, but effective at that at that point. Did you play rugby? Played in school. I was in Belvedere in, in Dublin, and so big rugby school. Um, played junior cup there, and then finished up in transition year again when kind of football around minor would have started getting a bit more serious and uh, couldn't really give any time commitment to the rugby and didn't particularly wasn't particularly fond of it just kind of did it because yeah. it was the done thing I suppose and you know it was good to play with your friends and mm. pick up a lot of skills that are transferred over but not a sport that particularly uh, does it for me to be honest your dad let you find your own way in sport but obviously he liked that you actually followed his rule on it but he wouldn't have directed you anyway in particularly yeah. once you were happy um, yeah exactly um, I suppose all my friends from when I was very young would have been from Clontarf FGA Club so it was never really going to go any other way but um, yeah like that he wouldn't have put any pressure on us yeah, at all no, was okay. a how did you do last season with Clontarf went, went well Promoted yeah um, well kind of half went well <laughs> we, we got promoted to Division 1 which is great and just won our first game there two days ago which is also fantastic and then we lost in the championship quarterfinal to Kilmco Croaks and I got my first ever red card yeah, in, um, pretty early on as well wasn't it I was half an hour just in. into the second half oh. kind of two or three minutes into the second half it got rescinded I appealed it and it got rescinded so my, my record is unblemished but um, <laughs> alright Gary Lineker that wasn't helpful <laughs> on the day yeah Um yeah so I suppose that was going to be a big ask for us to beat Crokes anyway but it was a tight game at that point we're, we're kind of quite a young team at the moment and really moving in the right direction a couple of lads have kind of taken the lead um, and are driving things on really well so exciting enough times ahead for Clontarf your oh, sister played for Dublin as well didn't she sorry she does still, play she, yeah, she kind of went off she and, went traveling sorry she? she went off and lived in New Zealand for oh, a while nice. and um She's back now, so she's back involved this year, yeah. And the brothers play with Clontarf a little bit too, don't they? In and out? Yeah, Connor did his shoulder in a bicycle accident, and um, he had to get an operation on that, so he's not back playing. And then Niall, who's my youngest brother, he'd play, yeah. How does the Dublin County Board cope with the club fixtures and the uh, obviously the inter-county fixtures? Um... In terms of like being available, you've, 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 you've around rather than system at the start of the for year, the championship. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so, yeah, for the championship. Um, in April, yeah. So they changed that recently. There's a the groups of four. So you play two championship games in April, and then um, breaks the run off after the the uh, after the after you finish county football's yeah. finished. I suppose it's a funny one because for the big clubs and for clubs who'd be kind of challenging for the Dublin championship, which hopefully we will be doing soon. Um, that's fine but I suppose it, it, it's very important for us to do well in the league and to stay up in Division 1 yeah. and kind of solidify that as well so in an ideal world you'd be available for a lot more of those league games as well what, What's your take on the, the whole fixture scenario and um, integrating it with the, the club scene and whatever I, I, don't, I don't even know where you'd start with it yeah. but um, I think it could certainly be done a lot more smoothly and I think we could definitely play a lot more for our clubs so anything that could help with that yeah, I think the um, season should start a bit earlier for the inter-county scene um, I don't know how it could start earlier like it starts you're playing football yeah. matches in January um, they started in December this year I think yeah, yeah, that is crazy, yeah. <laughs> so um, so much for the ban there a couple of years yeah, ago yeah, the yeah, December yeah. ban I I, yeah look I don't know the well we're sending Larry McCarthy over to you anyway yeah, to, yeah. We'll to see what our, our president-elect um, maybe he can sort it all out for us it, 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 it's a nightmare and I do have a lot of sympathy for people in Crow Park who are trying to trying to kind of get yeah. like I firmly believe everyone involved in the GA is, is in there with the best of intentions and trying to there's nobody going in there intentionally to say I, I don't want lads made for their club or I want yeah. lads to go two or three months without a match or anything like that but it, it, hopefully they can come up with a a solution. Yeah. We're not going to solve it in the long haul, I don't think. Although but we might with Larry McCarthy. I'm surprised we'll be solving this long haul. Yeah. It's a bit early. It's only four in the morning. Well, I'm happy to tell you that Larry McCarthy doesn't want to split up Dublin into two. Oh, that he was sent us a couple of months ago. So, um, <laughs> Would you ever live in New York, Jack? Um, You've had a good look this week, more yeah. so than previous trips. Could you see yourself? Previously, you? I would have said no, because um, 
I would have only really seen the, the this part of Manhattan and kind of nightclubs and pubs. But kind of wandering around the West Village there, and I suppose was out in Brooklyn for a little while on one of my other trips, and um, yeah, could could see it. I don't know now in the hospital if I ever will. Yeah, like I'd have to do a set of exams, come over and work in the states, and uh, all very down the line. But um, yeah, it, it, it's a cool city. It's, it's nice that you can just kind of get lost in it, and there's yeah. so many people, and it's very diverse. Like so, uh, mm. some somewhere I really enjoy spending time. Don't know if I'll ever end up over here with you fellas. No, Canada, you don't have to do the same exams for. Or? Uh, I'm, I'm actually not a. No, you don't. So the, okay. the U.S. have a certain set of exams that you have to do to practice as a doctor here, and and in like that whole fellowship thing we spoke about earlier yeah. about going abroad and working it's just easier to go to other countries where there aren't those kind of extra demands like for example Canada or New Zealand or whatever so yeah it's uh, a lot of cheering going on downstairs I think we've missed a couple of yeah it's definitely not our rounds, team no? definitely not our team <laughs> have you been to other places other states in the US not really no when I was a kid I was down in California I have um, family in San Fran um, but have I been anywhere else? No, sure. One of the times, <laughs> the last time I came over here, we came for 10 days and we're <laughs> going to do five days here and five days up in Boston and didn't leave New York. Just kind of got caught in a, yeah. caught in a <laughs> bit of a black hole here. So but, uh, five days in Midtown, five days downtown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No Vegas uh, yet. No, I, I, Vegas, I don't know. It doesn't really appeal to me, to be honest. Um, but I'd love to do a kind of... Great spot. I'd yeah. love to do a bit of a road trip type, uh, see a bit more of it. I think, Vegas is, I think Vegas is a just everyone should do it. You have to see it. It wouldn't be totally my bag either now at this stage, but yeah. it is. It's worth seeing anyway, like anywhere. Austin, Texas, there's a good one for you. That should, that'll be your next trip. We mentioned that last night. Yeah, I would definitely try that. That'll be the way to go. What was the name of our team downstairs, by the way? We're not getting well, mentioned. Well, we've only it's entered. It's a long, hard podcast, wasn't it? Oh, was it? That's, that's, that's <laughs> great advertising, Jack. Fair play yeah. We've only entered the first round, and they're yeah. in round six now, so we'll be doing very well. <laughs> The new advance mark came in in January, and you um, you spoke pub- publicly about it. Has your mind? Has your you were against it, but has your um, thoughts on it changed after seeing a couple of weeks? And I don't know that it's had a mass effect. Again, like I actually, I've been switched really off. not involved in football that much. Um, I don't think it's come into play at all, really, in the league. There hasn't been much to see about it. If anything, yeah. it's been more I did that the referees of, didn't know how to deal with it more so. I think I had a bit of a knee-jerk reaction at the start of the year, and I felt it probably was a bad idea. And then I had a bit of a think and said I should probably see it and see yeah. how it goes. So I, I haven't really given it that chance yet. So I haven't heard, haven't heard much talk about it. No, I don't think it's come into effect too much, but that's probably a little bit worrying that it hasn't. I think managers were just saying let's just stick to what we're we're planning right. and like not complicate things but uh, what you said uh, I saw some reports and you said it, just what what I would agree with as well that it's slowing down the game and there's no need to be bringing in I don't see the point of bringing in extra rules and just mess we're, we're messing with the game every year there's new rules coming in and I would have done a bit of, I do a bit of refereeing mm. get like Gator Bardash or my father was a ref and being out there as a referee and a player you see both sides the amount of bloody rules there are, and you know, a tick black, t- uh, black card, a ticking, and there's all. Uh, it's just the rule book is just, in my opinion, oh, just so overcomplicated. I don't know. Have you any? Have you any thoughts on? on um, again, like I suppose touching earlier, I do think everyone involved in the GA has the kind of best interests of it at, at heart. But uh, yeah, I'd be inclined to agree with you. I don't think we need to reinvent the wheel a whole pile. Um, I, I always really enjoy playing football. You know not perfect but very little is um, so yeah I, I'd be inclined to kind of leave well enough alone but you know we we'll give everything a chance to see how it goes are there any rules you'd like to take in or take out off the top of um, the replay the replay the replay no, is yeah. one that's definitely one if I could get away without hopping and solo on the ball I already take about <laughs> 10 steps every time I carry it so <laughs> I ignore that rule um, but uh, I never thought about it no not not, not really. Maybe the hooter might do, do that kind of timing that the girls do. Yeah. Why, do you like yeah, that? Yeah, I, yeah. From, we spoke about it before, but from playing last year, my first year in Gaelic Park and uh, refereeing, and you just you tell the man, you tell the man up, uh, this, up on the scoreboard, pause, pause the the clock, and you stop the clock, and then everyone knows it's paused, and they know why it's paused, yeah. and he puts it on again. And then you know you know where the time is then at the end. Yeah, yeah. Whereas see the other club final this year was like twelve minutes and you're going it might have been totally justified, but at least if when you have a clock system, 
it's there it's stopped everyone sees that it's being stopped and then yeah. there's no and then there's no heat on the referee at the end I think it's a I think it's a no brainer yeah I, I see it with, uh, with the ladies football it's yeah. always kind of sad when there's a team losing by two or three points and they're trying to work the ball out of their defence and you're like oh no you've like in, in lads football you're like we might get one more attack you might give us one more attack whereas in the ladies it's that you know the players are out there trying their best and you're kind of in the sands like no you, you do not have time to do what you need to do here but uh, yeah uh, look I think it could be could be good yeah, yeah. I'd like to see them trial it mm. in the league can't believe Gaelic Park has something better than Crow uh, <laughs> Park that's one plus have you been up to Gaelic Park no he no. was invited there tonight for training yeah, the lads are training there. Yeah, um, at the moment. So. I think that was more to get Luke there. They said if they bring Jack, Luke actually might show up. Johnny, Glynn. I think Luke's afraid of Johnny Glynn this year anyway, so he kind of goes a lot more than normal. I think he's a little fear factor there. Um, I certainly did not come over here to go to Gaelic training sessions. No, most definitely not. What's your What's your diet like? Are you good with food? <laughs> no, not particularly. I'm kind of living out of home now. Danny Kilkenny has probably made me a bit better in terms of you're cooking for yourself and. Bit more conscious of that, um, but by and large, no. I, I I would have had a very bad diet, and I got away with it when I was kind of mm. in college. And now, I suppose it's tough when you're when you are working those long shifts that we touched on earlier. That's the other thing in a hospital. Like there's always just sweets and something around the place to kind of be dipping into. Genuinely, it's a especially around Christmas time in Temple Street was a absolute disaster. Like there's just did you sweet too? Of everything. Oh, I'm a, not not good on that front <laughs> at all. Um, but yeah hopefully getting a bit better don't do you, have the worst do you, eye in the world do you get your meals prepared by Dublin or, or anything no. do you get the, no, the prep meals make my life a bit easier um, no like jeez we get fed like, yeah yeah um, and if there's any kind of leftover after training one or two lads get a takeaway type thing but uh, but no there's no alright because the, the prep meals are popular the last couple of years you know the ones you take yeah some yeah. of the lads have I think Philly had it as a business I don't know if he's still running it actually Um the fit foods and that kind of stuff I, I've never really gotten into them to be honest um, I just do a bit of cooking I've tried to I've set off the smoke alarm the only one in the house in Kenny I just don't know how I did it it was just the George Foreman oh no what was it anyway the, the girls were giving me a lot of stick what's your favourite uh, food in the long haul <laughs> you had a burger the other night hadn't you I had a burger the other night yeah, it, was, yeah. it was good um, haven't I haven't got anything on the menu named after me yet, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a bit bad when Joe Brawley's on in front of a lot of people, isn't it? <laughs> has, he ever been, has he ever been in there? No. Yeah, we'll get him in no. He was supposed to come in with Connor last year, but uh, Paddy brought him nightclubbing, so Joe was happy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you get be before matches? Are you What kind of music do you listen to, or what's the... <laughs> um, anything and everything. I kind of have a couple of set songs that I listen to in a superstitious enough manner like as we get the bus in from our hotel um, and then after that I just kind of go on to my most uh, whatever it's mm-hmm. on repeat and that tends to be a bit of a mix of Disney music and random mm-hmm. pop stuff like, I get a lot of stick I wouldn't have a refined taste in music like some of our our more cultural players but uh, drop some names oh well, Mick McCauley just has a vendetta against me but you know this thing on Spotify I didn't know for years that you're, you're what you're it. listening to is popping up yeah. and Mick is just taking screenshots and screenshots <laughs> and he, uh, he pinged me with it one day it's just you know I, I know what music I like and I just play it and it's all kind of sing along was there 80s them. music in there oh, somewhere yeah, yeah. I seen you bopping features, 80s music last night so it features heavily yeah, yeah um, I'd be the same yeah but other than that then I kind of would just chill out around Clontarf four games go for a few walks and um, go for food the night before just kind of keep yourself busy more so than anything else I don't get too too worked up about them uh, Stephen Cluxton obviously is a huge influence of course captain for the last couple of years and he's, a very, he's very quiet on the pitch what's he like in the dressing room does he do a is he vocal or is it just more um, small well, talk like we're, everybody kind of speaks up when they when they feel they have something to say and uh, he, he's certainly one of them obviously whenever he opens his mouth everyone listens um, because of kind of the, his intelligence around football is insane um, but yeah he, he's great crack like, he's a very good friend of mine um, but certainly does his, tends to kind of do his talking on the pitch and lead by example that way mm. he's on the menu is he? yeah you know, I want to rub it in I think he's definitely so, earned it I think we'll give him, a, we'll give him a, I'll let him know he'll be delighted I might put Luke on it 
do you get do you get ner- or how, how are the nerves before games do you um, without putting you on too much on the tend to be okay really um, whenever I'm over well not overthinking whenever I feel kind of excitement building I just get out of the house go for a walk um, and then once you kind of I suppose that's why I've gotten and developed these superstitions that kind of help you get settled into a bit of a rhythm and and just going about you know your, your warm up and getting into Coke Park but I, I think I'm, I'm quite okay like I wouldn't be one of them yeah. getting sick or not keeping them food or anything like that so yeah. I, I tend to be alright you've obviously when you broke on in 2013 onto the Dublin team you've it's just been success after success after success for you and it's, 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 as you said you're 26 and it's like you've been on our screens forever um, did you, in those years have you ever suffered have suffered from a lack of confidence at any point and how did you how would you overcome that um yes. Like in, in a football term, so in, in a football. Say, um, would I? For I, Luke. I haven't really thought about it particularly. I, I sh- certainly would have. I suppose my first year was 2013. We got our way to an All Ireland and won that. And then the following year, I was in pretty bad shape and wasn't hmm. starting. And we lost the only goal, so that would have been a, a fairly significant blip there. And then um, since then, I. No, I, 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 2015 I think was a year I learned a lot about myself in terms of what works for me and get myself right and probably prove to myself a bit that I could come back from a bad year and that it wasn't the end of the world that I hadn't that, that I had kind of had a bit of a dip in form so since then um, I, like I suppose she suffered from lack of confidence in so many other areas in life uh, I like to think at this point I'm confident enough about the football thing you had a lack of confidence in 2015 when you won the player of the year is it no that's what I mean when I came <laughs> back there that, that that was kind of a oh that was from oh yeah right that, okay, that right, would right, have right. kind of shown look you know you're you're back to yeah. a, a good level so uh, just keep it up you've, I've, you've said before Crow Park is like a home to you it's it's I a special it, yeah. it's, a, it, it, it's funny like sometimes it, it can go like two ways it can it can kind of be a really cauldrony type atmosphere where it's like I'm under serious pressure here or else some days it just feels like it's built for you like, and that everyone is just there for you and those days they're few and far between but uh, it's it's just like it's like a playground you're just thrown out there and it's like uh, go show off there for, for 60, 70 minutes and uh, and it's it's pretty spectacular you just embrace it It's yeah and then like you can't really put your finger on why but some days you go out and it, you know maybe you don't have the pep in your step a bit and, and you make a mistake early on in the game and someone on your back and it's a it's a bit different but like, look it's the best pitch in the world and it's an incredible stadium would have been there as a kid like umpteen times so it's uh, yeah, it's always a privilege to, to go out and play in it mm. Do you want to explain how you're an Arsenal fan and a Jets fan? So, like you don't, second captain's you can never be accused of being a bandwagon anyway. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, I kind of have jumped onto the San Francisco 49ers, and yeah, the lads were pretty adamant to get you off the Jets there, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, you could yeah. claim your family in San Fran, you said that's a yeah, good yeah. you could use that. That, that. Well, I think I'm gonna stay loyal to the Jets, but I don't think they're gonna feature in the postseason anytime yeah. soon, so I'll jump over to the 49ers. Well, when I know it gets we, to the we were speaking center. over the last few days about Kirby enthusiasms, and you're a big yeah, fan, yeah. so you're in for a treat. This the episode you just just gone right that's pretty it. interesting about a, as a Jets fan in it to commit suicide because he's a Jets fan <laughs> so just to be typical Larry David darkness so you'll enjoy that and that but, might uh, that might help you convert over to the 49ers yeah. so did you um, watch the Super Bowl I actually funnily enough I got back from a holiday this Saturday and the Super Bowl Sunday was on and I went to bed and I just happened to wake up Perfect. at like 2.45 and went, went to the toilet and looked at my phone and was like oh Jeez, I kind of finished at 3 a.m. So I wandered down and watched the last 10 minutes. Um, and I ah, like, look, I, I enjoyed the, I've gone to a couple of games here. Um, yeah. And th- it's it's a circus. Like, it's, it's it very is. crack. It's complete it really entertainment is. business yeah. as a sport. Like, I don't I don't know enough about it. But yeah. I'll, I'll hop on the bandwagon. I'll probably... <laughs> I, I would like to get a fantasy football team set up this year, but my mates are debating whether I'm allowed in the league. I, I was in it maybe five years ago and I, I think I only joined because they were having a draft night having a few beers and pizza <laughs> and I went for that and then they I, I just never logged on again so they just everyone was whipping me every week so they're uh, they're not too keen on letting me back in but I think I 
have a bit more of an interest now that I'd, uh, you know, I'm into all sports. I'm happy to kind of sit down and watch anything. So yeah, I'm the same. Like, and I think even on sport. But you're right. It is a great spectacle. It is like I went to a few games, but one game this year with lads. It's just a great all-American day out. Like it really. You know, I'd be more. I actually prefer the baseball more, but I don't know if that's because it's in the summer. It's a weather type thing. Yeah. It is great to go and watch it, but. Uh, the NFL is interesting like just the way it operates it is but stick with the Jets for a while they will, they'll drag you down but it's worth it yeah, yeah they, they're very bad yeah they really are I was shocked when you jumped. well fair play to you you went to a game so you jumped on them but yeah. I can't remember who they played that day you probably should have picked them yeah I can't remember either but yeah, uh, I think it might no it wasn't the Eagles I don't know who it was uh, again I'm not I'm not going to be crying myself to sleep when the New York <laughs> Jets lose a game like it's uh, no just some something to kind of have in the back of your head. Are you a big Arsenal fan? Do you follow it? I actually oh, yeah. have become a big Arsenal fan, which is mad. Like, I would have never... When I was... Up till I was about 20, I'd say, I, I couldn't think of anything worse than watching a 90-minute-long soccer match there. And then, um, I suppose, a friend of mine in college and myself, I, I always liked Arsenal without being a passionate fan. And then I've just kind of... It's crept up me a bit now. And, Jesus, they break your heart. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a few of us on the Dublin team actually Thomas, like Mayo. <laughs> there's a few of us on the Dublin team who are Arsenal fans so it's uh, it's good crack and I went over to one game with my brother and a few mates last year and um, yeah it, it's not like I love them because they go out and play Man City and there's a chance that they could win and then they go out and play sure. Portsmouth and there's a chance yeah. they could lose so uh, it's always entertaining and I kind of I suppose probably commuting to work when I was working up in Drogheda Commuting from Dublin probably fed into that a bit as I got into podcasts a bit more and just listening to loads of sports stuff mm. and was just kind of more up to speed on things than I than I would have been previously. But yeah, no, yeah. So you were happy to see Liverpool get beaten the other day purely oh, because of the invincible thing. Invincible, see, and a lot of my good friends are Liverpool fans. It's been a it's been a tough year, um, but it was great to see them. Second of May, Arsenal played them, and I was kind of romanticising that. That could have been the season. That would have been great. Like it would have yeah. been unbelievable. But they've gone and brained it against Wolves, or who was it? Watford, Watford, Watford yeah, and they got beaten today in the FA Cup as well. So yeah, by Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the wheels are coming off the wagon. I think it's a bit too late. It would be amazing. Well, I'm hoping Corona might end the, the, the league or something. They might just cancel it or something. It'd actually, be interesting. Let's see how they that do. That could be very moment. interesting. Yeah, um, there'd be a lot of sporting events getting knocked on the head. I think because of this anyway. The psychology behind you, it's almost business-like. On the pitch, instructions come in. You know, you're a point up, and then bang, everyone goes into. Everyone seems to know the system. In a yeah, uh, I know what you mean. I suppose we're very familiar with each other at this stage. We're um, we're on the road together, the, the, the kind of core team for a long time, um, and you just kind of. There are very few situations we find ourselves in on a pitch that we haven't been in before, um, and haven't encountered. So it, it's good, and you kind of you, you instinctively work off the other lads. You can see. Like if someone makes a certain run, you're like, oh, that, I know what he's trying to do, and everyone kind of falls in behind that. So, um, I suppose it'll change a bit now. We have a new management um, yeah. this year, so you know, and every year things change slightly. But um, you know, we're, we're fairly we're a fairly close group, so we uh, we're all singing off the same hymn sheet 99% of the time. But would there have been a call come from the sideline 15 minutes ago? You're going to point or two up and bang you, you slow it down and it's 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 almost soccer like and it, there used to be haters on commentary on RT or whatever and people in the crowd and I actually loved it I was like this is how you close out a game Do you know you just you yeah. just hold on to the ball and I suppose over the years we would have had different calls and different kind of tactics um, but in that kind of scenario it's kind of just more common sense really yeah. well you know, common sense but something we figured out worked for us um, it wouldn't have been a an X minute in the game if we're winning. like Gaelic is just a bit too fluid I think for these kind of really um, regimented calls but certainly it would have been like right come on like if there's a break in play you'd wander over to one of the other lads and go right with four up with, yeah. with ten minutes left we don't need to be and, and everyone would kind of understand that when you're in championship mode um, do you do do you do much gym work on your own or strength and conditioning does that um, kind of go no that, that'll that be kind of front loaded start of the year and then you kind of just maintain well, you do obviously go with fitness work and running because you know just as part of your training sessions when you're playing football but um, less on the kind of the gym stuff yeah yeah, um, once a week just to and then, that and the, would you do it together or do you get a program uh, we, we usually do it together because it's just nice to kind of train together training is fun usually and 
you know you get a bit of a buzz and it's, it's easier to motivate yourself when you're around people well in my experience anyway um, but if if like lads are under pressure they can okay. uh, usually kind of do it wherever so what's a typical week is it Tuesday Thursday training is there a gym on a Wednesday How it's it, it, it tends to be Monday Tuesday Thursday weekend um, okay. usually but then obviously that changes with you know you could have a Saturday game a Sunday game you could have a weekend off you could have club matches you could it, 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 that, that's the kind of bones of it but it, um, there's a good bit of variability in it as well so. the competitiveness of the Leinster Championship is there is there anything that can be done or what are your have you any thoughts you're so far ahead when it comes to Leinster is it well we, we have been in the last couple of years but like I'm, I'm constantly banging on the drum that there are teams there that would just like you know when I was growing up the big rivalry for me was Dublin Mead and yeah, um, sure. you know I've, I've been very lucky to be involved in kind of pretty spectacular chapters of du- the Dublin Mayo rivalry and the Dublin Kerry rivalry um, but I just know that Mead would like do anything yeah. to, to beat us um, sure. and and you know there, there's a lot of I, I'd be friends with a lot of the lads from college uh, in UCD from, from a lot of counties around Leinster and like you know I know you can point at results and stuff but it, it's it's sport and the reason sport's great is because it's unpredictable and you know it, uh, it could very easily happen you go out and have a bit of an off day another team ups their game in terms of approaches to things I think well my personal opinion is that these things are kind of cyclical and we're um, yeah. we're, we're kind of riding high at the moment and, and hopefully that can continue um, from our perspective but it you know it won't be long before before there's someone else oh uh, yeah do you find it hard to, do you find it hard to keep motivated for those games when you know you're playing against the, the lesser teams is it it's a, it's a different type of motivation no not really um, I suppose motivation will very rarely be linked in with well sorry again only speak for myself yeah. but will very rarely be linked in with the opposition you're playing it, it, it's mostly an intrinsic thing and um, kind of performing to the best of our ability and all those cliches and the reason they're cliches is because they're true and that's why we kind of keep trotting them out but um, you know you, it's just so dangerous to start thinking like that and uh, you'll be the one who looks like a fool and pays the price when it blows up in your face so uh, no I think anytime the Dublin jersey's pulled on it's it's all systems go what's the motivation What's the what are the career goals for you over the next six, seven do you just take it every year at a time or in terms of what sorry your um Footballing career ambitions. Footballing for the next career. Um, I suppose, yeah. From a Dublin point of view, it would just be to keep things going the way they are at the minute, um, and, and drive them on as much as we can. Um, a lot of them would be tied in with Clontarf, um, and thinking of trying to trying to do a bit more on that side to, to push things on because I've been an absentee, not an absentee player, but I'm just not around as much as yeah. I'd like to be, and trying to figure out a way to uh, to contribute as much as I can. To, to help the kind of direction things are going at the minute um, but yeah I, I'm from a sporting point of view I'm a relatively kind of happy-go-lucky fella so yeah. I, uh, I I wouldn't kind of map things out long term particularly it's just kind of do Clontarf when you break in April do Clontarf play for the rest of the summer do they play challenge games and would you interact much with them go to games so the league the league will be run off the league um, runs off so championship yeah, is yeah. broke okay. there, there'll be um, so there'll be games now there's gaps in there for trips away but there's already been a game uh, our first game of the season was postponed because of a storm so that'll be thrown in somewhere um, it's a really tough gig because again a lot of my good friends are, are playing with Clontarf and seeing them trying to plan holidays and not having the same kind of certainty and, and kind of consistency around it that we might have um, but they'll know that they'll, they'll kind of go hammer and tongs now till November pretty much do you play league Hopefully. games would you play league games are you um, available it's, it's in, in varied it's varied um, it depends I suppose on if you're coming back from injuries if you're getting a lot of game yeah. time with Dublin like, it, things are very carefully monitored and again we're in kind of uncharted territory with new management so yeah. that has a big bearing on it as well I, I don't know what I know we were to be released to play the game that was cancelled um, because of the storm so I'm not sure. Um, maybe it'll be on a case by case basis, kind of going forward. I don't know. Does GPS uh, 
the monitors in the back of the, the jersey is there any bit of are they shown does anyone get get any bit of stick for not covering X amount of yards or I think already I, integrated with the with the team I think everybody just picks the stuff they're good at and kind of start thinking that that's the most important thing so <laughs> it, it measures like there's, there's five or six lads who like like to see how much high speed running they do and then there's a couple of us who like to see what your top speed was and um, you, you, there's a bit of a kind of internal competitiveness there but it it's very rare what oh, jeez I can't remember seeing anyone like they're a tool to monitor us but they're never you're not going to be picked for a team or drop from a team because of your GPS yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're football players um, so if somebody just Con O'Callaghan now he doesn't but he could probably go a day and put up 200 metres on his GPS and score 2-6 or something like yeah. that and no one's going to call him out um, so you know they're, they're interesting and they, they do kind of lend themselves to a bit of slagging in the dressing room but uh no, certainly not. Not too serious. Who's the fastest over 100 meters on that? Dublin team? No, we don't. Like we don't do 100 meters. I have to say me, but um, we we I've, I actually need to run 100 meters in time because it's the one kind of question, or else the 40 yard dash. I'd really like to do one of those because whenever the combine comes along, so I was like, geez, I wonder what I do that in. Um, I I don't know. I'd, I'd like to back myself, maybe. Totally. Uh, but merch is a uh, merch is coming for me. So. Have you ever been offered money to go and play in New York like the way this mad money gets thrown around these rumours that are around here? Michael, did you get paid to come out here and play now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. Haven't been poached yet. Has any Dublin players ever come over? Dermo was, no, Dermo was in Boston. Dermo was in Boston. Dermo was in Boston. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mano, Mano did Chicago. Did he, yeah? Yeah, he was... Um, he was on the J1, was he? He was heading off to China that September or something I can't remember exactly what he had a summer to play but anyway he came over and played in Chicago yeah. it's not going to happen if you're playing with Dublin you know you go up to summer to come over here would have been something years gone by when there used to be weekend sanctions top players who's coming in Thursday yeah, about them, yeah. Thursday weekend, Jim yeah. played here didn't he that's what, uh, yeah yeah Jim was playing with Jim Jim, Jim played with Donegal with Donegal Jim, Jim Gavin did yeah yeah and that's all for this episode of the Long Haul Podcast. Keep an eye out for our special After Hours segment with Jack, where we discuss US and Irish politics, the state of Ireland's health system, and more. And don't forget to listen to our interview with former Kerry County Board Chairman and current Dr. Clark's Chairman, Pat the Bag O'Sullivan. Pat was born and raised in Sunnyside, Queens, and has a unique perspective on the development of Gaelic Games in New York or in his view, the lack thereof. He shares his thoughts on what improvements are needed, as well as the predicament that is Gaelic Park. Keep up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to the podcast, and we appreciate all feedback, so please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.